0: television city in hollywood hey man i'm your free of nuts. i don't fool with no horses boy he's uh-huh. a habitual line stepper any hey, savage at all your mustache is crooked come on man what are we doing out there man what the wide wide world of sports going on here oh my goodness, goodness gracious quiet numbskulls i'm broadcasting Plausibly live, but recorded in parts from the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. It's the one, the only, Keep It To Yourself podcast. And now, here's your host, Jason Bull. I have no idea who he is. But he was dug and dug. Alright, that's enough, Morgan. Well, tra la lie, and Riddle Me Re, this is episode 133 of the Old Kitty Pod, and you're welcome for listening. I certainly thank you for it, too. I'm recording this intro on Thursday, the 19th of August, 2020. I've had a lot going on, mainly because of nostalgia reasons, and we're going to vet those out later on in the podcast. So I think we'll do the vanity portion, and this is going to be a nostalgia-filled episode And that's because 20 years ago this very week, I started my long affiliation with Castleton University. As a student, of course. So you'll have to forgive me if this is a nostalgia-filled episode. I certainly appreciate you taking the ride with me in advance. So let's get to our social media plugs here before we get too deep in the hole. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. My civilian Instagram is jason underscore 51838. Comments, suggestions, etc., I'll refer you to the world's loneliest email, Jason51838... No, that's my Instagram. Whoops. Hello. Kitypod at gmail.com. Jason underscore 5183 is my civilian Instagram. I really should get a separate account for this here podcast. I said that about Twitter last year, and I finally went and did it. All it took was a pandemic. We have now reached the vanity portion of this podcast. And hoo boy... There has been plenty going on in the life of one J. Michael Bullitt. I talked about the virtual Summer of Littles 3.1 last week. Well, this time around, we had an in-person get-together, and it was a long-awaited, much-anticipated Saratoga Springs High School Class of 2001 20th reunion. Man, oh man, it was quite a time. I'll talk more about this later on, but I'm going to get into the details. I'll have plenty more to say about it toward the end of the show. So we start off Friday night, I took the day off, and in non-reunion activities I went with my dad, his companion, and my nephew Hunter, all four of us sallied out to the Empire State Aeronautics Museum, or Aerosciences, or something like that, and it's a local museum, it's out near the Schenectady County Airport, and I have been in there in many, many years, I think years ago they had this gyroscope you could take a ride, and I never did, that was too Uh, chicken or that sort of thing at that age but that's beside the point you go in one way because of covid regulation just going through the you know follow the arrows just follow the path and there's some interesting exhibits kind of an older museum i'm sure it got a good deal of visitors in its day they have a bunch of these older aircraft out in this yard and they have it in two buildings a whole history of flight from the montgolfier brothers and their hot air balloon right on to the space age you know the first airplane the wright brothers and then right on through the whole history of space age and then you got to see some older planes that was it went out to lunch and they are right there took it easy in the afternoon because it was going to be party time in the evening now originally jeslyn bell whom you heard in the pregame and the post-mortem this past weekend thanks to everybody who checked out all the content, shout out Phil Grandin on that whole deal, he DM'd me on the old Facebooks Monday morning to express his gratitude and give some observations as well. We're going to be at this little courtyard bar type place called the Night Owl on Maple Avenue. However, Mother Nature has some other ideas as a severe thunderstorm made its way through the rolling hills of Saratoga County from whence I traveled, I went from Half Moon all the way up to the Spa City. And when I got to Malta, I was right in the teeth of it. Holy smoke a so It was... Rain was coming down in Pitchforks. So the wind was blowing pretty good. Didn't have any power outages at the house or where we were going to be going. But it did prompt a change in venue. As I was on the way over. And it texted me and let everybody know that, hey, we're changing venues. We're going to go to this place called the Whitman Brewing Company. Across the street. It's a Lake Avenue address, but... The only way to get in is through Maple Avenue. Now, this is where the Saratogian, our local newspaper, was once printed. They've since moved out. It tells you the decline of local media in in this country and probably throughout the world too. The downstairs portion is Whitman Brewing. There's a nice little, well, I don't want to say tap room, but there's also a place you can get lunch and dinner. There's a cafe which offers lighter fare, but they're only open during the day. Well, on this occasion, the cafe had been reserved for a private party. Spoilers, it wasn't us. We took over the downstairs. So I was literally the first to arrive. It was sometime around 5 o'clock because the, my co-host said, hey, if anybody wanted to go down and secure tables, that would be fine by us. So I said, all right, I volunteer. I had the day off so I could just zip it up to Saratoga, park in the Caroline Street garage, and... After a trip where I thought oh, I'm gonna need my umbrella, they said, "Oh, it's not that bad out." Next time, the it, next time it rains, I'll just, you know, I'm gonna be inside. I Won't need it. So I walked back, put the umbrella back in the car. I was so lucky to find parking late on a Friday afternoon. Most everybody had already gone home for the weekend. Who worked downtown? So made it into the place. I was waiting around. Then Jeslin shows up. Had a nice little conversation. Did the bonus episode, which is the Pre-record, not the pre-record, it was the pre-game. Hello. And we're just waiting for people to come over. Like, you know, weather has probably caused some delays. Now, for all the events, especially this big Friday night mixer we had going on, I wish there had been so many people that attended. I'm glad we got the turnout that we did, given all that's been going on with good weather. And of course, in the most longer term, in the biggest sense, you know, there's still a global pandemic going on. COVID-Delta variant's just running wild. And yes, in case you're wondering, I wore my mask while I was inside, at least initially anyway, so I hopefully I'm feeling good on that front. Didn't get anything like COVID or anything. that would have spoiled the whole weekend. I don't want to ruin anybody's rest of the summer, the back end of it. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're spinning our wheels here. Let's keep it going. So I'm like, well, is anybody going to show up? And Jeslyn says, all right, well, just walk around here, see if they're at the night owl. I'm like, okay. I didn't really see anybody there. The the loud music was going. So I said, well, I hate to treat this as a public restroom, but I'm going to go do that. And then I come out of the restroom. I walk about 100 yards or so. Sarah Berger is there. And, of course, I haven't seen Sarah since the before times. We did a little FaceTime thing during the pandemic. Gave Gave each other a nice big old hug. I said, hey, we're all assembled across the street, just so you know. So Sarah comes with me, and Peter Meisberger and his wife were there. Outside, right across the street and all four of us going. Now, you may recall from an earlier episode, the last time I saw Pete and his wife was at Bailey's Cafe. I was over with my brother-in-law and his friends who were part of this fancy NBA basketball group on Yahoo or a team, I should say. And this, is, this was our annual thing. We haven't done it the last two years, mainly because of COVID and whatnot. And, you know, the NCAA, the NBA... Regular season was still going on while the tournament was going. That's normally our traditional end. And we were at Billy's Cafe. They walked in like, Petey, what's up, bud? And I'm all assembled with my brother-in-law, Jim, and the boys. But back to 2021 here. It's great seeing everybody. Brian Benell and his wife showed up. Uh, who else? Nicole Riffenberry, whom I wanted to get on the podcast, but she turned me down politely. And her uh, partner, I should say, I wouldn't say husband, our partner arrived. A uh, bit more came in as the day, as the evening went not the day. The evening went on. Jason Kramer, well, I haven't seen in 20 years. A number of these people I have not seen since I graduated. It should be no uh, most everybody who was here still lives in the Saratoga area. I live in Half Moon, obviously, so still makes Saratoga County home. Dallas Wells showed up. He lived in Texas before circling back to the Capital Region. And then the ladies showed up, all of them married and or with children. Uh, Caroline Balconis and her husband Andrew Eustis showed up. Sheila Faith and her husband Aaron Cowison. It was great to see them again. The former Michelle Arpy, Jennifer Kegley showed up. And you know Ty Kelly, ex-owner of the Barrel House, had some great times there. And the highlight for me was doing the live stream. I did three separate live streams. First on the Kitty Pod Facebook page where I had a partial interview with Sarah Berger, which never really finished up. I have to get her back on the pod so we can wrap the whole thing up. Been wanting to get her for a while. But she, she said she wants to come on. But every time I check Facebook, she's back doing work in Boston. And no offense to you, Sarah, if you're listening. And thanks for the support. Got Ty Kelly, got Peter Meisberger, and then got... Two separate live streams going. I think the first one there was like 31 people at one point or another who watched the whole thing, and I got to record the live stream Saturday morning in dribs and drabs. Now like I stated in the bonus show that was the um, uh, yeah that was the reunion, the live stream. The audio quality worsened on the podcast, and then eventually got better as things went on. But playing all those live streams back the next day. The audio quality quality was great with Sarah Berger, but then you go further down the line, halfway through the second stream, and then I did a third one, the audio quality worsened, people were complaining that I was trying to buy them on camera, we had a good deal of technical difficulties on that whole deal, but just the same, it was a great time, I really enjoyed it, it was the biggest event of the weekend. Now, we go on to Saturday, we organized a family-friendly picnic at Saratoga Spa Park, Denise Migliazzi Bruno reserved a pavilion for us. And I had to do some other things, so I went into Route 50. As soon as I paid the 10 bucks to get into the park, it was just a short left turn. Like, oh, it's right there. So I had to drive in quite a ways and park across the road. But nevertheless, there we was. Had the whole pavilion. Uh, Jeslyn was there with her husband, Mike. Denise and her three kids, her husband. And of course, I was surprised. Tim Bruno, whom I have not seen in 20 years. I've already stated that I haven't seen a number of these people or interacted with them in person at least since I graduated. He's now Denise's brother-in-law, which blew my mind sky high. You know, Denise's I tell you, Denise has three kids, one's nine. The second, I believe, is seven, five. I don't know what the mill I forgot what the middle of the kid was. The L, the youngest is three years old, not the eldest, nine years old. We already discussed that. The way he was acting at times. He and my nephew, Hunter, are the same age. Those two would have been old Charlie simpatico with one another, I'm telling you. I never expressed this publicly to any of the attendees. But there you go right there. Uh, Denise and the kids did the high kickoff around 3 o'clock. They got out of Dodge. Tim Bruno left after. I think everybody just started leaving around 3. And then we said we're just going to break camp here at 4 o'clock. Said my goodbyes. Kara showed up. Jen Rupp, shout out to you. She found out that I do this little dog and pony show, so she busted out the Spotify, said, Here, look for my podcast. She works overnight. She wants somebody to help her out on, on the Dawn Patrol, and here I am. So, Jen, if you're listening, shout out to you. Hope you're enjoying this one. I got quite the back catalog going back to late 2019 because that's when I switched from Podbean to Anchor FM. Been going on almost two years with these cats. So broke camp four o'clock, packed up the car, and I said, you know what? On a whim, on a little this is a weekend of nostalgia, I'm gonna go visit Anne Marie Guglielmo, at least she if see if she's working. And she if she's working. Okay, he'll slip up. No old Clark Twice in the same segment. So what happened was I parked her at the Filey Street parking garage, top deck, went on down, and I was in for a big surprise. Anne Marie masked up was there. As was one of her sisters, and it had come to my attention that she is now a mom. So, former guest Anne Marie Guglielmo, congratulations to you. I wish the child a nice, long, happy life together. I didn't even know you were married. Boy, you could have knocked me over with a feather. So, there you have it right there. So, that ended Saturday, went to the casino, blew through $10 of free play, went home via Saratoga Lake, and that, as the saying goes, was that. And we put an end to the reunion. Midday Sunday at the Westside Sports Bar and Grill. Jeslin showed up, of course. Chrissy Dittmar, who was at the Saturday event, joined us for the second day in a row. The former Kate McSweeney and her husband made it to all three of the events, scored the Triple Crown along with yours truly and Jeslin. Why not? We were the organizers. And yeah, found out that there was kind of an informal for- third event that happened. So there were actually four events. Three formally organized, one kind of loosey-goosey, Had a great lunch. Had to fight a yellow jacket the whole time. And it was a great time. It was a wonderful way to cap off a great weekend. I'll give more thoughts on this reunion when we get to the end of the show in the one more thing segment. And by the way, Steve Bennett's uh, one more thing. I got claim to that. You're going to have one last thing on your podcast, the Sportscasters. Just so you know. This inevitably takes us to our main event of the evening or the morning or the afternoon or whatever it is you're listening to this. It's going to be nighttime for Jen Rupp, I'll tell you that right now. But Annie it's 20 years ago this week and some two months or so after I've gotten my diploma from Saratoga Springs High School and a nice $1,000 from the Cody Lee Commerce Scholarship Fund, not a big deal, winning that prize, I moved into the dorms at Castleton University, Castleton State College at that time. Now, you're probably wondering, Jay, how come you were there early ahead of the rest of your classmates and the general population at large? Well, I was part of this thing called the Summer Transition Program. My mom and dad said, well, we're going to sign you up for it. So you would get a head start and you'd just learn about, you know, the rigors of academia and college life and, you know, all the ins and outs and this, that, and the other. It'd also be a nice bonding experience, too a nice introductory introductio over the weekend. The capper there. This is as much as I can recall so long ago. It's amazing I can still remember all this stuff, and you're gonna think the same. On the Sunday night, we assembled at the Step Center, now the Academic Support Center, at the basement of Babcock Hall. And we went to the Weston playoffs. Now, this is Summer Stock Theater in Vermont. I had never heard of Weston. I think I only heard about it through the original Vermont Country store. That's about all I knew of from up to that point. And went and see this play about Floyd Collins. I think that's the title of it. It was so long ago, you have to forgive me if my memory is not as sharp as it was. And saw a little Sunday night summer stock theater on that whole deal. It was quite a gripping play, too. Now, the next day, I can also remember doing bowling. Went to this place in Rutland called the bowl I don't remember recall anything with being in these classrooms and having these lectures or what you call it. It's the bonding experiences... And all the friends I had made up to that point, a number of whom have gone on to great things in life, and thanks to no small part to social media, I'm friends with them as well. I mean, we don't see each other as much as we used to, but thanks to social media, we're able to catch up with everybody in one sense or another. So, Bolorama did that on the Monday night, just as the storm was raging in the southern Vermont skies. Now, the following day, somehow I remember this. This is how I was back in those days. We were gonna get all gussied up and do this thing called dinner with the deans. You know, Greg Stone, who was then the dean of students, uh, Dennis Pruel I believe, is the uh, residential life director. I don't know what position he was, and Joe Mark, long since retired, the academic dean. All three of them were gonna join us, all dressed to the nines as much as we can for an August day in Vermont. And we went to this place called the Fair Haven Inn. Now, one of the attendees, a young woman named Kristen had brought this person along, now remember, I'm two months out, I'm still close to Saratoga Springs, New York at this point, or too close, rather, I'm only about an hour away, and I still had a young woman named Anastasia Garzinski on my mind, she's married now, has three kids, all of them boys, and God help her on that whole deal, <laughs> but anyway, there is this young woman named Mary, and she walks in with her, and I am just taken. I mean, I thought Stasia herself had walked into the room that night at the Academic Support Center at Babcock Hall. I'm like, what are you doing in Vermont? And there's this candid picture. She, I'm right behind her. I have this lovey dovey look in my eyes. It's in the it's a picture in the scrapbook. And it's a candid shot. The one time I have a camera in front of my face, I'm just gazing at this this Venus. I said Venus. This lovely young woman, this, I mean, attractive human being, is right in my sight, 12 o'clock from behind, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, I got this real lovey-dovey look in my eyes, I'm like, what manner of person are you to come into a place like this? So with all that in mind, we sallied forth to the Fairhaven Inn and had the dinner with the Deans. And what I bought the dinner menu was pasta primavera. I figured, alright, not too heavy. I'm trying to reinvent myself going from young you-know-what to adulthood, or early adulthood, trying to get the maturity process going, trying new things out. And it was quite the supper that I had. Now, I asked somebody over the course of this, I don't know if it was one of my fellow attendees or one of the counselors, etc., etc. I said, what do you think's this stuff in this pasta? And they said, oh, that's tofu. I'm like, tofu? Now, you got to remember, this is 2001. Veganism had yet to become a real thing. Shout out Frank and Heidi Sakari. So I was like chomping away like, okay, well, we'll just go in there like I just finished there just picking around. Oh, man, that was quite the scene. I didn't see Marianne much around during my college days or the rest of my tenure there. I remember seeing a kid in a stroller, but that's pretty milky thoughts right there as I go through the haze of time. Well, we had a little award ceremony of sorts. I don't know if this was Wednesday night or if this was Thursday before we had to end it because all the rest of the freshmen were going to move into the dorms. My future classmates are going to make even more friends on the day or the week or whatever and go through the whole rigmarole of orientation. From what I recall... I got one of the awards, which, like, superlatives you get in your high school yearbook. My award was most likely to crack a joke or something to that effect. Again, this is so long ago, a whole different world. I was using humor as a crutch through difficult situations. Here I am away from home for a significant length of time. I would not go back and see my folks for another two weeks, or we wouldn't see each other in person for another week or so. It would be, like, move-in day for... You know, the upperclassmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Day before my first day of classes. We'll get to that later. So I go through the whole rigmarole of orientation, you know, learning how to sing the alma mater. Don't ask me what it is. I'm not going to sing it for you right now. Sorry, I don't take requests. But the highlight was Saturday night. Actually, this let me back the triumph. Saturday afternoon, we had a little cookout or barbecue or something like that. I got a cheeseburger, and here's the thing. I snuck it back to my dorm. I thought I was going to get caught, because here's the thing. You can take the boy out of Saratoga Springs, New York, but you can never take Saratoga Springs, New York out of the boy. Granted, I was an hour away, but ESPN2, you know, ABC, ESPN, they were broadcasting the big horse races at the time. On ESPN2, on what cable system we had, or DirecTV, rather, there was the Traverse Stakes from Saratoga. And it was a nice day both in Saratoga and at Castleton. And I watched, um, I believe, I forgot what the name of the horse was, but I got to watch the Traverse Stakes that year. It was the second to last weekend of the meet. So there you go right there. I forgot what the horse was that won, but I was very happy to see that little part of my hometown. Then Saturday night came, went to the Fine Arts Center, and this constituted our first Soundings event. Now, I explained this in a much earlier episode, that Soundings was for first-year students, and you had to attend six events each semester, fall 2001, spring 2002 in my case, and this is where you get a liberal arts education. So you'd be seeing like, all matter of culture, like plays, dance recitals, lectures, one thing or another like that. Well, in this case, there was a gentleman by the name of Ron Powers, Who, I don't know if he's still active, but at the time, he was a commentator on Vermont Public Radio. And he had written this book called, Tom and Huck Don't Live Here Anymore. And it was about, you know, life in the fabled country of Samuel Langhorne Clements, better known to you and I as Mark Twain. And how two teenagers get into trouble and all that sort of thing, how lives are lived out in that part of the country. And all it was, it was just like this discussion, and we had to write essays about it, and some of them were picked to be part of the monologue mine was not that was my ring assignment over the summer so there you have it right there and let's get to the first week of classes so that first week was just a blur i was meeting all sorts of new people mostly females because i was of that persuasion at the time <laughs> it was a whole different time back then and the real highlight came the day before i left to go visit my folks for the holiday weekend was going to see the woods tea company now, they're this band out of Vermont. That's the dryer going in the background, in case you're wondering. was washing... Not washing, drying bed sheets. But anyway, back to the story. The Tea Company is this folk band out of Vermont. And they had a tradition of being the very first concert on the CSC, now CU campus. Every... I don't know if they stopped doing... I don't know if they're still doing it. They probably didn't do it last year because of COVID. Actually, it's likely they didn't do it, certainly. A uh, number of the founding members have long since passed away sadly i got them cds out of the whole deal played them on my radio show at the now defunct radio station wiev shout out and it was always a fun time to be had by all they played the first concert all four years i was there and we were out in the amphitheater well three of the four years were there the sophomore year if i recall it was rather piss poor weather so they had to move it inside to the fine arts center So it was great meeting all these people. had that ice cream social the Thursday night previous where I got to meet these people over the course of the week and as incoming classes came in, outgoing classes left, I met some more people. And it was quite a change. to go through, but I did it and people accepted me for my personality, my sense of humor. And I was trying to have intelligent conversations with female students and there were some varying success. Some of our main friends, but I don't want to get too personal here. I was trying to, you know, complete the experience by having a girlfriend and whatnot. I found it a little difficult to communicate with the ladies, but I tried my best. I also recall during one of the days, we had this thing called the Outward Bound or something like that. I forgot what it was. Again, this is 20 years ago, so I'm looking at this through the murky haze of time. We went out in the backwoods on the CSC Campus, and we did like a trust fall. We had to step on this stump, and you would fall backwards, and everybody, your your friends, all the other group participants, you know that whole deal. They would, you would fall off backwards off that tree stump, and you would trust that the other participant would be there to catch you. That way, you don't cause yourself a and you're Like what the fuck, man? I like got hospital bed. You're like, dude, where were you guys, man? Jeez. I'm laying in a hospital but I might be able to walk again thanks to you guys. Jeez. But it was also like my first weeks too. Not just, you know, the summer transition program. I got to be good friends with the counselors and my fellow participants. A number of whom made it all four years. College isn't really for everybody. But dang it to George Carlin. People like me made it work. Now, Grant, one of them, I'm not going to say who. You know, took a little break and she graduated three years after a good many of us did. So there you have it right there. Now, as for classes, I had some early days three times out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The earliest class I had was 8 a.m., so it was up out Adam like I was back in high school in Saratoga. I had like a finite math class at 8 o'clock, and I got like three classes in a row, bing, 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 8, 9, 10 a.m., including a first-year seminar, with the late, great Mary Ann Casey, who died at the beginning of my senior year, losing a battle with breast cancer, RIP. And it was quite the experience being in these classes. I had an intro communications class, so I didn't have any classes Tuesday morning. And here's the, click, here's the clicker, and the clinker, and the kicker. Here's all three of them for the price of one. My very first semester, I did not have any classes on Thursday. So that was just insane. I also did the radio show afterwards on Monday. Day before 9 11 was my first show. But we're getting off the path here. The crazy thing was, when I went home for Labor Day weekend, I actually did not go back on Monday. I stayed behind and went back Tuesday morning. So you know, I visited my parents. I'm glad they didn't rent out my room. I, everything was still intact from when I had moved out of there two weeks prior. I had some bonding time with the family. Went to the track one last time. And then I went home on Tuesday. I actually went home in the morning. I'm like, well, I'll just leave on Tuesday. Mom and Dad will have already left for work. And then got back on the road to Castleton. I think I arrived about, what, 9 o'clock? 8.30, 9 o'clock. Had a laundry basket full of clothes. I was going to take care of those when I got back to the dorm. And that was it. It was a memorable first couple of weeks on campus little did we know that big changes were in store for the nation and the world one week later to that very moment that i came back to the cu campus well csc back then you all know what it is i'll talk about it in a future episode because we're nearing the 20th anniversary of that event all in all my first semester in my first few weeks were quite memorable i worked hard i studied hard I made friends, I participated in a lot of activities, but the one regret I have is not being on campus that much. I had a habit of going treating Castleton like it was a commuter school, even though it's an hour away. I didn't know any better back in those days. I was almost bored out of my skull that first weekend after Labor Day. I mean, there wasn't much to do. If the football team was like eight years away, it would be long after I graduated Till Saturdays on the CU campus would be a lot different. <laughs> I mean, in the fall at least. I mean, just what well, you just sit around, do your work, study, watch some college football, if that's your thing. You know, one thing or another like that, just going to Rutland, and see what's going on. It was kind of isolated, but I think I grew to appreciate. I grew to appreciate the solitude, especially on the weekends and at nights too. I mean I remember in my college experience on Friday night, especially Starting sophomore year, I would take a walk around campus and I would, you know, going across the street because with the CU campus, the dorms are on South Street. They split the campus right in two. You have all the dorm rooms, all the residential hall buildings, including the freshman dorm, Ellis Hall, are on one side of the street. Then you have like what the pavilion is now, the stadium, that whole thing, Hoff Hall, all the student housing is on one side of the street. You go across the street, there's, the Black Science Center, now the Jefford Science Center, there's Woodruff Hall, there's Leavenworth Hall, the Fine Arts Center, all that's way across the street. And I remember telling somebody like they wanted to bring make sure the fact get the faculty and the uh, and the student body all assembled and you know, try to bring two sides of South Street together. This wasn't in one centralized location. you had this street in this bucolic village just splitting everything in two it was a dividing line of. Uh, by the looks of it and the talk of it, a rather symbolic one at that. And I would just go across the street on those nights. I would just, you know, all quiet, like the library's all closed up. I would just take a walk in the solitude. It made me feel good. Got me outside. Got me some walking, even at nighttime. And I felt at peace with the world. Got a little meditation. I was able to clear my head, get all the junk and whatnot out of there. And I remember my first semester, and on quite a note, now, I was born December 16th. That's my birthday. And more often than not, on the CU campus, my birthday unhappily coincided with finals week. A number of my high school classmates will have already wrapped up their exams for the semester, and they would already be home for Christmas, having to deal with their families and all that and whatnot. We had this tradition called the almost midnight breakfast. And this took place the Sunday night before finals were set to begin. They actually did it twice a year, obviously, fall semester, spring semester. One Sunday in December, one Sunday in May, Mother's Day. So <laughs> there was always time for the family to come over before the AMB, if you're nasty. So there will be time with my... I, I remember spending... The, it was my 19th birthday. I spent the day with my, uh, my family, my grandparents. A number of my relatives came out from North Adams, Massachusetts. Mom and dad, obviously, came up from Saratoga. Tracy and Jane came up from the Albany area as they were, as they were living at the time. Earlier in 2001, my sister graduated from Albany Law School, and she would later get married. We can have nine after 9-11, I should say. They were going to go to Jamaica, but 9-11 changed all that. They honeymooned here in the States. They went to this resort in the Poconos, but that's all by the by. So I gave them a... Uh, my role has got a little tour of the campus, and I remember coming back. i mean, we already had. I, I don't know if we had lunch here at the Bird's Eye. I forgot. Why again? This is all 20s ago. I can't remember everything. It was so long ago now. So in this instance, you know, I had a little to get together with the family. They gave me some cake, and I just left this giant birthday cake in my dorm. I'm like, you know what? Anybody wants to stop by have a piece of cake, they're more than welcome to. Ta- I'll cut them a slice. I'll give them a you know, paper plate. I'll give them some plastic utensils. There you go. On your way. Enjoy. And Merry Christmas, by the way. As it was getting to be holiday time. We're all going to clear out by the end of the week to go home for the holiday break and the two-week um, interregnum before, uh, between the holidays and when the spring semester began. So we're almost midnight breakfast. I brought some of the, I don't know, I think I brought some of the cake with me. I don't know what the Anyway, well, I think I may have left it in the dorm. Who knows? But I think I brought the cake with me. And now with these female friends were in the back room of Hewden Dining Hall. We've been forced into solitude and quiet except for one hour because everybody wanted to study for finals and ant. And I remember, I can still hear it ringing in my ears to this day still. It was one of the loudest renditions of Happy Birthday I have ever heard or received in my life outside of a certain chain restaurant's Have I heard that? Have I not heard that type of a rendition or a loud of Happy Birthday? It was amazing. Oh, it was just special. So there you have it right there. I I can't think of anything else right now unless anything else comes to mind. In which case, I'm going to have to pause recording and snip this again. But that's it, man. It was a great first few weeks and a first semester. Although tinged by tragedy, I kind of spoiled the future episode of the Kitty Pod. Uh, dear old castleton hope you all enjoyed my reminisces of my first weeks and first semester by extension at castleton we're going to bring it back to the present for some pod shout outs gfa live peter winston and keith langston looked at an episode of wwf superstars from june 15th 1991 this is where tugboat had his big heel turn Steve Bennett, the sportscasters, had Jeff Passan, ESPN's Major League Baseball reporter, and Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic. And by the way, in case you're wondering, this is the daughter of legendary Boston Celtics coach, owner, front office, general manager, whomever, Red Auerbach. This is his daughter we're talking about here. The Breaking Down show featured Adam Bird and Andrew Norelli staying in sports, talking about LeBron James and why he's considered the GOAT. I still say Michael Jordan, but whatever methodology you want to use is fine by me. I'm not going to give you any quibbles, qualms, trepidations, etc., etc., on that whole deal. It's a generational thing you wouldn't understand. And the Loyal Littles podcast, so far, they've had Chewy Calhoun, but by the time this episode drops, they'll have others. I'm recording this again on Thursday night. This whole episode is being recorded in one shot. So, just to be in the interest of full and honest disclosure. So there you have it right there. As for this podcast, you can listen on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, the podcaster of choice. If your podcaster has rating and review capabilities, give me a five-star ring and a good write-up. I would certainly appreciate it, especially as it would help me out in the charts. Thanks in advance for all of that. All right, it's now time for one more thing, which is the closing segment of this podcast where I talk about something that I didn't really have time to talk about in the body of the episode. Well, in this particular instance, I'm actually going to circle back to a topic that I talked about in the vanity portion at the beginning, and we're going to close the circle on this bad boy. And on a personal note, I talked about this reunion as a kind of labor of love, I was hoping to get some content for this podcast, but this is one of those things where it's expectations versus reality. And as I addressed somewhat in the beginning of this show, there's a global pandemic still going on, so I was going to get people far and wide. I was thinking, oh, this is great. Good number of my classmates are going to be there. You know, I'm going to give content for days, weeks. This is going to get me through. You know, another COVID outbreak where we have to shut everything down again. Here's hoping that don't happen. So get me through the fall. Let's get me through the rest of 21, maybe into 22. Well, there's expectations versus reality. And the reality was the pandemic and also a number of my classmates who made it out still live in the area. I know I sound like a broken record, but I addressed that at the top. I was very happy with the content I put out. I've been on a whim did some bonus episodes. Jeslyn Bell, shout out to you again for helping me organize this bad boy. And people, you know, when they were there Friday or Saturday, or whether they did this in person or through the photos we had on the Facebook page, and you know, that thing was bumping and thumping all weekend long. We were very grateful for all the comments that we received. We mean Jeslin and I. Pronouns, pal. And also all the people who watched that live stream Friday night, despite all the technical difficulty bullshit that we had to go through. I know this says there's a clean rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll just let the occasional four little words go flying by and just send them to Neptune, you know? But any who's it's there's a little reflection of this type of reunion. And it's been 20 years since we graduated. A lot has happened in our lives. We've had our own parents pass away. I certainly can relate to that. A number of my classmates have gotten married. They've settled down. They've got families going, raising kids. I know from Denise Migliazzi Bruno's perspective, she had all three of those little rugrats going around there doing Lord knows what. I mean, I saw it firsthand. Don't think for one second I don't know the score on that whole deal. But any who's, it's, you know, it's, changing priorities 10 years ago i was able to ask these people hey when are you coming home I'm like well, maybe we could hang out and more often than not it could easily be done it's a lot different now in 2021 than it was in 2011 it just puts things in perspective and there were a number of people i was expecting to see that did not make the trip out and a number of people still live in the area as like yours truly he certainly fits in that regard and a number of us are spread out ...all over the United States of America... ...and there's three classmates of mine... ...who live overseas... ...and by that I mean all of them live in Germany... ...and I'm, I'm grateful for... ...the number of people that were able to... ...participate and interact with us... ...by watching that live stream Friday night... ...and I was able to... ...I was trying to... ...desperately get these people on here... ...get them to interact, see what they are missing... ...but technical difficulties were just too much to overcome... And I don't want to sound like a broken record again, but the sound quality looking back started out great. Just like the Yankee season start early on. Started out with the best of intentions, but then things just absolutely went downhill. Now, unlike the Yankees, it just went downhill and that was it. Not to turn to Jason sports car again. Things are looking up now. Checking out. We're good in the Bronx. But it's just... Um, Dad just texted me and said if I'm watching Jeopardy right now. They're in reruns, just so you know. But anywho, as I was trying to talk about, as I was so interrupted, I was thinking about Tony Kornheiser and that column he wrote some years ago, probably as many years, the same year I graduated, he went to this reunion at his summer camp that one weekend, and he said it best, and it's sad but true. You don't see anybody for 20, 30 years... You go, like, the whole rest of your life without seeing them. That may as well be the case. Chances are you're never going to see them again. The number of people I had not seen, as I stated previously, for two decades, since we graduated. And I was very grateful with the attendance that we got. And Jezla and I certainly want to thank everybody, and I mean everybody, who attended. Whether it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one or the other, all three. Or any combination of same. Strike same. strikeout which does not apply. And my only wish is that hopefully, be it in person or virtually, the time will come we'll see each other again. I'm going to let that sink in for a while because there's probably a greater meaning in all this. Anyway, and before I wrap up this segment, I want to thank Denise Migliazzi Bruno once again for doing her bit and Helping out, securing that pavilion, renting it out on the Saturday. The weather wasn't the best, both Friday, of course, and Saturday afternoon. It got better the day went on, but just the same, I want to thank you for sending in the car. Send in the car. Send in the car. Well, friends, that's going to. Do it for this episode of the Keep It to Yourself podcast, the 133rd of this series, if you can believe that. I thank you as ever for listening. I never take the audience for granted, never have, never will. And before I go, I want to shout out Bob Walsh one more time. I mentioned him in last week's episode. He had some great words to say about this podcast, and I truly thank him for it. So with that out of the way, we're gonna get on out of here. Say thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. That's what we're gonna have but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Hathlison's unofficial motto. Otis Lynn. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good job. (laughs) Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live!